Welcome back to the Ham and Spam Retro Review, the podcast where we just talk about things that are old, much like ourselves. Nah, we're not old. Well, we keep telling ourselves that anyway. We're seasoned. There you go. I like that. I look, like that a lot better. Look, Sting is... 62. Yes, and he is still, still doing things. <laughs> like jumping off the rope. Yeah, jumping off the top, top rope to the outside. To the outside, yeah. Uh, it took three people to catch him. Now, now, granted, I'm 38, and I can't get out of bed without injuring myself. <laughs> but that gives me hope. Yeah, well, well, I don't know. Sting's in better shape at 62 than either one of us are at 38. Well, you know, I can turn my head <laughs> a lot better. but I can't believe you went there. So, um, if you if you can't tell, we kind of started this off with a wrestling pun, uh, mostly because uh, this is going to be a wrestling episode, as you probably read through the title. Um, we are what a week at this point at the night of recording. We're a week away, well, a little over a week away, a week and a couple of days. Yep, from WrestleMania. From WrestleMania thirty eight. I think so. I think that's right. Uh, it's it's now a two night event. It's no Wrestle Slam nineteen, but. <laughs> It's not. You got to find. You, we need to find that and put that in there. Like just at the end of this episode, just Wrestle for, Slam. Just for. Well, be Wrestle Slam twenty two now. Well, that means we have to make a new one. Maybe. Yeah, perhaps we should. Nah. Okay. I'm Never tired. <laughs> I'm old. So our seasoned. WrestleMania is right around the corner. I don't know if you you guys know or not. Hammy and I are are quasi wrestling fans now but we used to be big time wrestling fans back in the day when it was you know good i would say i'm back in it pretty heavy now really yeah i've been out I don't even know. though i have no way to watch the stuff live well you just let me know and i'll, I'll hook you up there but um <clears throat> well i'm talking about like the like raw and smackdown like i don't have tv okay just let me know and i can get you the stuff oh really i got youtube tv I think I've got that. I think you do too. Oh, well, apparently I've got it and I just didn't know it. <laughs> Even greater um, than I thought it was. Well, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So, WrestleMania right around the corner. Th this is one of the three pay-per-views I usually try to watch once a year. Royal Rumble's one, WrestleMania's the other, and SummerSlam. Probably SummerSlam. I, I don't I really like Survivor Series. I don't care so much for Survivor Series like I used to. It's it's not as good as it used to be. They've had better ones. The last one was kind of terrible. Well, the last good Survivor Series was probably whenever they included NXT. That was a great that one. That one was good. And NXT won it, and then, you know, they. they you know, SmackDown has never won it. It doesn't surprise me. It's, it's always. always it's, it's the Raw and NXT. It's the B show. So. Anywho, uh, so Hammy and I decided, hey, we're a week out from WrestleMania. We've had other things planned, and we said, eh, let's let's do something different. And this is the second week now that it's kind of got kicked down the road, but it, 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 it'll come up. Oh, by the way, how about that tournament? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Hammy did a very ingenious thing, or I thought it was an ingenious thing, it was. where 
he um, assigned a team, excuse me, a game for every team in the tournament. Now, he got a little lazy. We didn't go the full 64 games. Well, well after I got about 21 or 22, I was like, I don't think I can come up with 64 games. Because <laughs> there were a lot of games that we were going to review anyway. Right. And, the, and these were just games that... Well, they had to meet certain criteria. So, A, you had yeah. to own it or have a way to play it. That was right. A. But then B, it was, it's not necessarily good games. There's bad games. Well, no, there's really too. good games on the list. Right. But there's some really bad games oh, on yeah. this list, too. So Some games I, I wanted to review at some point, but we just hadn't planned it. So on one half of the bracket, you've got one through 32. And then on the other half of the bracket, you went 32 through one. Is right. that correct? If they were the first seed on the left side, they were assigned, which they were assigned at random on the left side. Right. And if they got first seed on the left side, I gave them a 16th seed on the right side. Right. So Balanced every game is going to get a really, really legitimate shot, you know, until both teams are eliminated. Well, we're in uh, the a- Sweet as of 16. Recording, as of recording, we're in the Sweet 16. So there's 16 and games. And two teams left. have made it to the Elite Eight. Well, I wasn't going to go there, but okay. Yeah. But I just want to point out that in the Sweet 16, Gilligan's Island for NES, <laughs> which was a joke entrant, <laughs> right, uh, is in there twice and has <laughs> already uh, advanced to the Elite Eight in right. one of the games. And I'm a little worried. Uh, well, I'm worried for the point that we're going to have a 15 minute. We're going to have a 15 minute episode. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's longer than the game takes to beat. I guess that's what I'm saying. So. Uh, that, that's one of those old LGN games, is it not? I'm not sure. I think it is. I remember playing it when I was a kid. Or LJN, excuse me, LJN. Not uh, being able to beat it. I think it's got a time limit. Really? I think like you've got like three so, hours. Yeah. Yeah, three hours <laughs> to get this tour over with. Now, to uh, to get ready for a hurricane, it's going to the island or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, I just remember there's a gorilla and you had to find a club to fight the gorilla. Okay, but that that review will probably be. I think it'll be this se- end of this season or next season. No, it'll be the end of this season. I think we'll we'll, we'll throw it in there. Well, I don't whichever. know. Depending on who wins, I mean, there's some RPGs in there. Ooh, that is true. We might have. Well, to, how about this? We'll at least announce it, and then we'll try to figure out where where it fits into the fold. Right. But it, it will do it for sure. Um, we're we're gonna take that and, and bracket. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna post it on we're, Twitter. We're gonna post it on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just. So you guys can see it. Uh, our closest uh, buddies, you know, cousin Jeremy, Jeff, those kind of guys, they've already seen it in Discord. But uh, Reese, Reese will post it so you can see it, sir. Yes, sir. Or madam. But I'm pretty sure it's sir. Yeah, it's, it's a masculine name. Okay. Anyway. Um, so that's that. Yeah, that, that kind of takes care of that. So, yeah, we, uh, we'll, we'll post that so you guys can see it. So uh hammy and i kind of thought hey it's wrestlemania season let's let's uh let's do a game but then we're like man we've kind of done like once you do one wrestling game you kind of do them all there's there's well we've done no mercy right we've done uh what smackdown know your role right or here comes the pain or whichever one we did the three wcw games and did we do do we do wrestlemania 2000 we have not but that's that's no mercies the upgrade from it so right there's no reason right so anyway we we decided against a wrestling game because again um most most everybody is either gone from the company or dead at this point from the <laughs> games we're talking about um so we wanted to do something a little a little different not 
not not super super different but uh this is going to be the ham and spam top 10 favorite wrestlemania matches and when i say might be more than 10 even exactly when i say 10 i mean you know probably two dozen (laughs) by the time we're (laughs) done with it so um hammy you kind of came up with uh, your own list and i came up with mine and we what we were hoping for and kind of planning for was how many we're going to cross over but then how many we were going to have that were different yep so um i'll i'll start and and here's the thing where i made this list it's not in any particular order um how do you want to do this do you just want to you want me to go through the list or what do you want to do uh, let's just go through the list and talk about them. Okay. All right. So I've got a I've got an honorable mentions list. You want to do the honorable mentions first, or you want to do the do the actual list first? We'll do the actual list. Okay. So my actual list again, not in any kind of any kind of order. Um, I just started kind of running through these as I remembered them. Um, you know, obviously the ones that were more memorable were going to be toward the top of the list. Not meaning that they're any better. They're just more memorable and some of my favorites. So. Uh, the number one I've got at my list was Hogan versus Andre at WrestleMania three. This is, this is my earliest WrestleMania memory. Uh, we watched the video cassette tape of this over and over and over. cousin Jimmy, uh, nefarious cousin Jimmy. We would watch <laughs> this over and over, you know, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, Hulk Hogan, you know, the whole lead up to the thing where Andre kind of turns heel and he rips the cross necklace. It's just great storytelling from back in the day. It's over the top and it's cheesy. And honestly, this WrestleMania wasn't that great. It only had one or two really good matches. But like the the electricity leading up to this, like everybody knew about it. And that was back when wrestlers were larger than life. Right. I mean, they weren't just you know, athletes or entertainers. Sure. They, they were superheroes and supervillains. Right. They I mean, were comic book exactly. figures come to life. Exactly. And and that's that's what they were looking for back in the day. This is where WWF or, w, or WWE, WWF at the time. I mean, Hulk Hogan. Was kind of looked at Andre the Giant. Yeah, those those are those are Junkyard names. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> These are actual characters come to life. Well, and this is the time whenever the WWE or WWF at the time was kind of the land of giants is is what they name this as. You couldn't really get over during this time as a smaller guy. You know, this is, you know, obviously the steroid thing and, and all yeah. that. Um, no, nah, really? No, come on now. Um, oh, they worked out and they ate their vitamins and <laughs> said their prayers. <laughs> well, some of us did. Those those dastardly bad guys did. And that was the thing, too. The kayfabe was big back in this time. Oh, yeah. Too. I miss kayfabe sometimes. Like I understand, you know, these guys are actually friends in the back, you know, the back, uh, uh, behind the scenes and on the road and stuff. But for the uh, uninitiated, you want to explain what kayfabe is? Yeah, kayfabe is fake bad guys. Is that well? Is that really? That's not really. It's good guys and bad guys. I thought so, kayfabe was the story that's happening that's that's doesn't necessarily yeah but i'm trying to life. simplify it enough like you have good guys and bad guys and good guys and bad guys they you know are against each other in everything you never see them together well, and all that kind of stuff it's like when when you uh go it, see the avengers you know that that's not actually captain america that's right, chris evans right but the story that's being told the fictional story being told is kayfabe right okay that makes sense so but yeah you had all of all, all the, the kayfabe you had, you know, yeah, so Bobby, it, yeah, Bobby the, the Brain Heenan, man, what a manager. Yeah, so kayfabe would be the fictional universe within professional wrestling. Right. 
but back in the day, they, they you know people didn't talk to each other, and you know the bad guys and the good guys, even though like they wouldn't travel with each other because you know, hey, Andre is a bad guy, and he's going to be with all the bad guys. Hogan's a good guy; he's going to be with all the good guys. So, just a great time. Just I mean, nostalgia's right in my veins on this one. So, and it's interesting to watch Hulk Hogan talk about this match. How they didn't know how it was going to end. No, because here's the thing. They never knew what they were going to get with Andre. Andre could just snap his fingers and just say, yeah, you're not doing anything to me tonight. Like for him to quote unquote, pass the torch to Hogan yeah. at this time was a big, big thing. You know, he that got Hogan over, you know, Andre's back was out. You know, I don't know. You can kind of tell it now that, you know, you can kind of tell it with going back and watching like how he like reacted to being slammed. Like mm-hmm. he, he was willing to do it, but, he was reluctant to do it at the same time. So how much longer did he live after this? This was, oh gosh, when was WrestleMania three? Uh, right after WrestleMania. 3. I hate you. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> WrestleMania three was 85. I think something like that. Um, he, he died in 93. Okay. So less than 10 years. What about his wrestling career? How much longer did it go after this? Not much longer. He was in the WWF, then went to Japan for a little while, and then basically retired without retiring. Yeah, so, so tragic, too. He could have had surgery that would have basically extended his life and helped his condition. And he was afraid that if he did, he wouldn't have the same draw as he as he did. Right. And I mean, you know, heartbreaking. look at, look at like Freddie Mercury, you know, he could have had his teeth fixed and didn't cause he was afraid it's going to affect his, his, his sound. Yeah. And that's a true story. Oh yeah. So, you know, the big show had the same condition as Andre the giant, but he, he had the surgery. Okay. So he, he's fine. Well, formerly the big show, Paul White now. Um, so the giant. <laughs> the giant. Andre's boy. Uh, so the number two on this non-particular ordered list, uh, I've got Hogan versus Rock at WrestleMania 18. Oh, WrestleMania X8. Well, or X8, <laughs> whichever way you want to look at it. Um, this this was a huge build. Um, Hogan's supposed to be the bad guy. Rock's supposed to be the good guy. They went north of the border to Canada, and the roles were reversed. I nobody i mean they were cheering the rock but they were cheering hogan more if that yeah. makes sense and like they weren't supposed to be and it kind of took the these guys by surprise they didn't really know because you know these wrestlers they feed off the live crowd mm-hmm. and they kind of go with what the crowd's expecting or you know trying to trying to see okay they're expecting this so let me do this or you know they want me to rake the guy's eyes or something or you know let me let me do something to make him mad at me or make him do him something to make him you know cheer for me kind of thing so um great match go and watch it i mean all of these man go yeah. and watch them um, everyone needs to look this up on youtube just to hear the electricity in the crowd right. how loud they got yeah and, and they they actually said they you know wrestlers they usually call a match in the ring as they go they said it was, they had a tough time calling match just because they didn't they couldn't hear uh this is a uh, sky dome right i believe it's a sky dome this sure. is where wrestlemania 6 was with hogan and the warrior i do remember that so um, I just remember when, when, there. when Rock hit the rock bottom and Hogan kicked out mm-hmm. and started hulking up. Right. On the crowds going nuts. Right. Hit. For that old school wrestling stuff. Yeah. He hit the rock with his finisher. Rock kicked out. Crowd goes nuts. Yeah. They traded finishers. and That would have been such a <clears throat> great show to be at. Oh, uh, yeah, it would have. 
Um, it, it does, you know, there were some politics backstage, you know, uh, Austin ended up getting Scott Hall. Um, and then what was the other big match? There was, and this wasn't even the main event. The main event, I believe was Jericho and triple H. I'm pretty sure. Cause really? it went on after and it was, you know, it wasn't that it was a bad match. It was just all the energy had been sucked out of the building. Cause everybody had like, were just give out from cheering yeah. for this match. But you know, politics and backstage, you know, you get big names like Hogan and Austin. And that was kind of the big one that everybody wanted. But I think at the same time, they still got it right by doing uh Hogan, Austin or Hogan, go doing Hogan rock. But it would have been neat to see, you know, yesterday and today stars at that time going against each other. But I, I don't know if it would have been as good, to be honest with you. I don't think it would have been. Because I don't think either one really would have sold for the other. And, you know, uh, just, as much as I love Austin, I don't, I don't think they were, I don't think they would have done the job for each other. Either. Yeah. As much as I love Austin rock was perfect for this match. Right. Um, next on, on the list. Uh, are you done with that one? Yeah. Okay. Next on the list I've got here is Lesnar versus angle at WrestleMania 19. Um, the note that I have here is the passing of the torch and the shooting and the shooting star press gone wrong. Oh, that was oh, so, that was scary to watch. <laughs> so the backstory of this is Angle's neck is basically broken again, mm-hmm. and he's he's asking for time off to go have surgery, but he is the champion at the time. Well, Lesnar has come to the company, and I think this is within his first year in the company. I don't think, I think he's so. been in the in the company for a year. So they basically strapped the rocket at this cat, and and the uh, the only other person in the history of of wrestling that they had done that to was Angle before him. So again, this was kind of a passing of the torch moment to let Angle go home and and get some rest and Lesnar to take over for the company. Well, late in the match, you know, Brock Lesnar's this big, huge, beastly, bulging man. <laughs> he gets up on the top rope and he's he's done this shooting star press when he was in developmental. That was that was his finishing move was the shooting star press. And for those that don't know what a shooting star press is, it's basically a Backward somersault? Is that With, the best way? While you're going forward. Right. So it looks really awesome. It's very hard to do. It takes a very talented athlete to do it. And Not for, named Billy Kidman? For Yeah. He, well, <laughs> for Brock Lesnar to be able to do it that well. Right. At his size. Right. By the way, for Shane McMahon to do it at the age of 50. Right. As well as he did it. Well, and the thing was, I think Angle was just too far away. And Lesnar thought he could still get him. But... Whenever he did the shooting star press, he didn't get enough rotation because he's trying to go out too far, and he comes straight down on his neck. Basically oh, knocked yeah. him out. Angle had to carry him through the match. Lesnar came to just enough to hit his finisher and win the title. You know, Lesnar said that there's two whole years of his career he doesn't remember. I, I bet. I bet it was about this time. Too. Yeah. So, uh, and, I, and I heard um, all kind of things about this match prior to as well so angle was an olympic gold medalist as an amateur wrestler uh and and uh lesnar was a national champion as a as an amateur wrestler so there's always a like a heated debate about which one was the best one so a couple of days before this match they actually got in the ring and went at it in an amateur style wrestling match who won that um the the story goes that Angle was up whenever McMahon found out about it and got really, really upset and come out and made him stop. So, um, by the way, Kurt Angle doesn't get enough love, I think. I, you know, 
I wasn't a fan whenever he whenever I was younger, but I've really grown to appreciate everything that he's done. He's I actually had a conversation with Jeff today. Guy about, was a machine man. about Kurt Angle. He's a big Kurt Angle fan. Oh yeah, and, and and that's the thing with a lot of this. It's all retrospective. Um, and then once you get to a certain point or a certain age, you kind of respect some of this stuff now. Mm-hmm. And he just, man, like I said, the guy could go. Um, he gave everything he could to it, but. Uh, and then after the match, uh, you know, Angle's hurt because of his neck. Lesnar's basically knocked out. And after WrestleMania, they all get together and have this big after party or whatever. And they were both told to go to their rooms and rest. Don't worry about coming to the after party. Well, somehow or another, there was a rumor that got out that one was going. So, like, the rumor got out that, that uh, Angle was going. So, Lesnar, well, if Angle's going, I'm going. So, they both showed up to the party thinking that the other was going and like neither one of them could barely walk when they basically <laughs> got there. So pretty funny stuff there. Uh, the next one I have on the list is Austin versus Michaels at um, WrestleMania 14. This was the Mike Tyson match where. Uh, yeah, this was a big deal. Where, where DX and Austin are kind of going at it. Austin finally gets a chance to uh, get a legitimate shot at the championship. Um, Mike Tyson is supposedly in DX's corner in the storyline. Uh, you know, Austin is, is this, the baddest man on the planet or the baddest man in wrestling. And Mike Tyson's the baddest man on the planet. What? And they're kind of, and they're kind of going at each other and like, it, it gets mainstream attention mm-hmm. and all of these media networks are just eating it up. Talking about Mike Tyson coming and, doing this was this around the same time wcw was getting like carl malone and dennis rodman yes yes it was and you know i think the malone and that was road wild so that would have been a couple months prior to um but just everything that went into this match and then of course austin at this point hadn't won the title he goes on to win the title he is they have basically strapped a rocket to him and it's was it the next night that he walks out with the old championship title, the winged eagle, to get the uh, the new big eagle title? Maybe. And he just threw it down on Vince's foot and takes the new one. I can't. I don't remember that. I know that you know Sean left after this. He was. He was. I, yeah, I think this was the last time that they used wing winged eagle. Well, that, the winged I, eagle belt. The, the timeline sounds about right. Yeah. Um. Because if I'm not mistaken, didn't they use the uh, um the winged eagle? As part of the hardcore championship, did they break it up and make it part of the hardcore? Well, I don't think they they lit, actually broke. No, yeah, I'm yeah, sure not that real one. winged eagles in Vince's house somewhere, but uh, yeah, they made it look like that uh, that way. But you know, Michaels is 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 bad on drugs. He's injured. He needs some time off to re- uh, rehabilitate. This is right after he got thrown outside the ring and hit the casket. And really messed his back up and 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 all that. About to ask you a little pig trail question. Okay, Shawn Michaels best run first or second run? Second, mainly for the fact that he became a he was he was the he was a professional about it. He was clean. He was very clean. Now here's the thing: everybody talks about the in ring work of like Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels would not do a job for certain people, aka like Bret Hart. You know, he yeah. he and what I mean by doing the jobs, he wouldn't lose to. He wouldn't lose clean anyway. Um 
you go back and look and, and a lot of people have made this, make this argument. You talk about greatest of all time, Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair. Ric Flair did the job for everybody. Yeah. That's the, that's, that to me is what puts Flair just over the, he could go when he was younger too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Flair could. And Michael's work, man, for as good as it was at first run, I think like his second run, like I said, he was willing to do the job. He was willing to sell. He was one of the best sellers. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, selling just means he made the move look very effective. Yeah. I forget that we, we, we were probably talking to people that <laughs> if you've made it this far into this podcast, congratulations. Not a lot of people, not a lot of people really like the whole wrestling thing. Like we, we get into it. We talk about it quite a bit. You know, we, we come up with our, our own conversations when it, when it kind of comes to this kind of stuff. So if, if we're using too many inside terms, I, we, we apologize. So uh, anything else to say about Michaels Austin at WrestleMania 14? Uh, no, I'm good. Um, the next on the list that I had here was the Hardy boys versus the Dudley boys versus edge and Christian in a TLC match at WrestleMania 17. Now, wasn't this the second TLC match? This then? was the second. Well, I think it's the second ever TLC match, but the year before they had a big ladder match. Okay. The three of them. And that, and, and that was a big, huge thing. That's whenever I think the Hardy boys are still pretty new. And, uh, uh, gosh, what is his name? Uh, Duke, 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 what they call him. Uh, Michael, Michael, Michael Hayes. Hayes. Yes. Yeah. Michael Hayes was their was their manager. Uh, manager at the time. This is where Jeff did the big swanton off the top of the ladder, and and all that kind of stuff. Well, they they ran it back the very next year, and had this big TLC match. Well, TLC is tables, ladders, and chairs, and what they what they do is they bring tables, ladders, and chairs, and they beat the crap out of each other with said tables, ladders, and chairs. And then <laughs> to win the match, they put the titles on a a rope or a cable above and you have to climb the ladder to get to the titles well guys i whenever i say they beat the crap out of each other in this match they literally beat the crap out of each other in this match and if i want to say that this match pretty much stole the show oh yeah um it's one of the most iconic matches absolutely and you know even the next especially especially even you know like you said during this during this era the next night on Raw, all three of them come out just battered and bruised and barely walking, and they all acknowledged, hey, you know, great match, great match. It's a really good kind of, you know, not really behind the scenes. Like, everybody knew it was a great match, but it was a very, you know, showmanship so, way of showing, you know, that we all respect each and other. And see, that's back when tag team wrestling was so good. Well, tag team wrestling was teams. good, but tag teams – Tag teams at WrestleMania don't go over well most of the time. That's usually something that's saved for, you know, your your Raw and your SmackDown. Yeah, you don't you don't get as much build up for, for tag teams as but, you do singles. But this one right here was built up as as good as any and go out of your way to go watch this one. This one is is well worth the watch. Uh just for one reason. There's there's one point where is it Jeff? is hanging from the belt trying to get it to come off. Yeah. And Edge spears him from the top of the ladder yeah. all the way. And we're talking about a 20-foot ladder probably. Is that where Edge got knocked out? Yes. He was li like, he was literally unconscious for several seconds. Right. 
um, like I said, they just beat the crap out of each other, and and it's all and our can still walk is amazing. Yes, uh, and still doing it well. The Hardys are still doing it. Edge and, and Christian there. So the Dudley yeah. Boys only just really retired, but they're they're running a wrestling school now. So they've kind of semi retired. Yeah. Edge is about to compete at the uh, WrestleMania. At, yeah, WrestleMania next week. So the next one I've got on anything else we need to add to that? No, we're good. Okay. Um, the next one I have on my list is one that's kind of kind of underrated a little bit of backstory this is uh brett versus owen at wrestlemania 10 brett hart versus owen hart they 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 are brothers brett is the oldest uh compared to owen who is the youngest wrestlemania 10 is kind of a weird time in the company too because all their big stars their hogan's their macho mans all these guys have gone to wcw for bigger bigger contracts at this point so the WWE is kind of in a rebuilding phase and are trying to push this younger talent. Well, this right here is a curtain jerker match. And for those that don't know what a curtain jerker match is, it is. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting to oh, hear it from you. Oh, okay. Curtain jerker means it's the first match of the night. Oh, okay. So See, you just created a wrinkle in my brain. There you go. Uh, usually, My head hurts. Now. Usually it's kind of the, you know, the crap match. But, you know, here lately, we've we've talked about in some of these last pay-per-views we watched where, you know, they come out of the gate hot with yeah. some of these matches. And this is what they call a curtain jerker. Um, well, it's smart, too, because you get the crowd in it and then you give them a, you know, so-so match to kind of bring, bring them, them down, down a little bit. Yeah. But this right here, to in my opinion, was the best um, curtain jerker match ever. And Brett and Owen have been going at each other. So you got this sibling rivalry. And they decide, okay, well, I'm going to face you at WrestleMania. So they come out, and they have – and it's literally a five-star match. It's one of the first, like, recollections of a five-star match I remember. Five-star from who, though? Dave Meltzer. Oh, gosh, which doesn't mean anything anymore. From WrestleMania 10, though. So you're talking 95, maybe, 94, 95-ish. So back when, you know, he, he you know before actually, the Before the Tokyo Dome. When he was actually qualified. Eh, yeah, he's never qualified. Well. But people respected him a little bit more. You know, he was kind of the only guy that did it. And WWE was kind of the only them and WCW were the two main gimmicks in town at the time. Right. Anyway, it meant <laughs> a now, little more. And now Dave Meltzer gives out five stars like it's candy. Yeah. In the parade. So Owen beats Brett. Okay. Brett would go on later and, and wrestle his and wrestle in another match and end up winning the WWE title at the end of the night. Oh, wow. Then, so he had two matches in one so night. So he had two matches in one night. On, he was bookend. Well, then at the end, like all these people are out there, all these good guys, because kayfabe's still a thing, are out there celebrating with Brett. And then Owen comes out at the entrance and kind of looks on like, I beat you. So I sh that should be my belt. So it kind of put this whole story in motion of, even though I'm a little brother, and yeah, you just won. I beat you earlier tonight, and you know I did. And it's just it's good technical wrestling, just just as good as you can get. And see, people can can watch that and follow it, right? And become invested in the story. And that's the thing about professional wrestling, especially these older times. Like you, you could invest in them, right? I mean, there was story going on. There was that you know there were twists and turns within kayfabe. It's like a soap opera, exactly. And that was the thing too. Like they wrote the ending and then wrote the middle. Whereas like with WCW, they just wrote it week to week. And that's why I think it kind of fell off with a lot of its story is because when they ran out of things to do, they would just 
rehash the 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 NWO, you know, NWO Silver or something comes out. Well, you know, with WWE, right? With WWE, they wrote, okay, we want the this quail story. Covey. We want. <laughs> We want this story to end at WrestleMania, it's a, it's and this is what we want it to be. I think it is. You should Google that, wherever your phone is. Where's your phone? That's a very good question. Is it in your pocket? It is. Shirt pocket? And we'll get it after the show. Yeah, it's not where to be found. Anywho. Um, there it is. There you go. So, yeah, this, this match was was just just great from beginning to end a really good technical if you like wrestling and storytelling this is probably about as good as it gets really um next on my list was hogan versus warrior at wrestlemania 6 uh again this was probably the most electric match until wrestlemania 18 with uh hogan and rock uh again this one took place in toronto People were 50-50 with they want Warrior to win. Do they want Hogan to win? Warrior ended up coming out on top. It's kind of a passing of the torch. Hogan's wanting to take some time off, uh, go make movies because he's a big superstar at this point. Uh, and it's not, you know, just a couple of couple months or a couple of years later, he's completely out of the company. So anything you want to add to Hogan versus Warrior? I can't find what a group of quails called. Google has failed me, as it always. Apparently, does. it's a popular uh, question for uh, crossword puzzles. Really? Yeah, and that's that's all it says is crossword. What's a group of quail? <laughs> well, you, when you click on it, does it not tell you anything? No, it takes me to an ad for car insurance. Well, oh, it is a covey. There you go. There you go. Good job. How you're, about that? You're even greater how, than how did I remember? You how can I re- like remember that and forget with my appointment with my eye doctor? <laughs> No, the the things that come out of your mouth are hilarious to me sometimes. So um, I would talk about Hogan and Warrior. Hogan and Warrior. Warrior was not a very like we learned that Warrior wasn't really a great wrestler. Obviously, he couldn't really go. He just kind of had kind a, of a jerk. Too. And he, he was a jerk. Um, was it? But you on. know what? Was it this one where he held up McMahon for money? I think it was. Like with a gun? No, I think his contract was coming up. Or his contract had just expired. Don't don't quote me on this, guys. If I'm wrong, just just tell me I'm wrong. But I think it was this one where his contract was up, and right before he went out, even though he knew the result of the match, he told McMahon said, "I want like three million dollars a year, or I'm not going to go do this match." And he promised to take care of him. Then he went out, and I think he like really berated him right after that. Um. So the thing about Ultimate Warrior. I was a fan when I was a kid. I remember when he came back to WCW, which was terrible. Oh, gosh, that run was terrible. But remember when he changed his name to Warrior because he couldn't use it because it was a WWE property? Yeah. So he, he changed his name to Warrior so he could call himself his actual name. <laughs> One Warrior Nation. Clever. But the O-W-N. <laughs> Forgot about that. NWO backwards. So I'm here to reverse long, the NWO. For a long time after that. I, I thought, thought he was dead. I did too. I thought he was dead. So in 2014, I remember turning on Raw when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Don't go here. Oh, I'm going here. <laughs> and there's the Ultimate Warrior on TV. I'm like, holy crap. He's a lot. Dude, I was happy. I was like, all right. That's awesome. Well, I go to work 
a couple of days later and some dudes at work's like, Hey, did you hear the ultimate warriors uh, died? I was like, no dude, he's alive. I thought he was dead too. But he's actually alive. No, he died today. So what the crap? Died, died of, you thought he was dead. Turns out he's alive just to die. He, he passed away literally like two days after. Yeah, he did that, that event. So there was, there were only two days. It, it was, he was inducted and then he come out on raw. Then he died on a Tuesday. Well, after after the WCW run, there were only two days in 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 all of history that, that you knew he was that alive. I knew he was alive, and he was. <laughs> oh, Hammy, Hammy, Hammy! I um, liked the Warrior when I was a kid, though. It's awesome. Or yeah, he ran out. Yeah, the way he got, took off, run out. I that, love the memes. That, to that, that guitar, that guitar riff, and then he take shake the ropes. So. Well, I love the memes where it's like. When when mom says Thanksgiving dinner's ready, <laughs> right, runs out. That I want to say it might have been 1997, right before he came to WCW. He was with the WWF, and this was during the time right after the um, oh the curtain call, and and Triple H was kind of getting crapped on, you know, because yeah. Hall and Nash and, left. Yeah we're, yeah, we're talking about some things that are way over. Some people yeah. Say. We're talking to ourselves right now. Yeah. Uh, Hall and Nash left. Michaels is the champion, so he's not going to get crapped on. Well, Triple H is still there. Yeah. And he gets crapped on and gets squashed by the Warrior in like 13 seconds. Yeah, Warrior. And no no, no so yeah. the pedigree. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That that sucked. Yeah. I hate, I hate it when wrestlers no sell moves. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, so, I get I, it I, because I, you want to keep your – like, Goldberg's the world's worst. In, in my he's gotten better, but he's also almost sixty two or sixty as well. So, like used to, he wouldn't sell moves. You know, he didn't want. He always wanted to be the one to win because he thought he, you know, his character was so much better. And, well, look, here's the thing. R- wrestling is is. I'm, I'm not gonna say wrestling's fake because it's not. No, it's they're, scripted. They're doing real things. It's, it's scripted, but predetermined. I don't want things that are going to look when I go to see a movie. I know that that's not real. Right. But but I want to immerse myself in it. You want to be entertained. And be entertained and enjoy it. And the same with, with wrestling. And when someone no-sells a move, it just kind of takes me out of it. Right. Or when they try to bring in the supernatural stuff. I don't like that. <laughs> like that WrestleMania where <laughs> Shawn Michaels teamed with God. <laughs> No, well, yeah. <laughs> against Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon. That, that was quasi-sacrilegious, but still. And Michaels walks out, and then there's a spotlight just going down the ramp. They say, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's terrible. That's hilarious, but it's terrible. So, uh, uh, I mean, like, when, when wrestlers did things like they teleport and disappeared i hate well yes i agree i agree but here's the thing like that was kind of the mystique of the undertaker for 30 years i mean you knew he was under the ring and all of a sudden he comes out from under the ring but yeah but i was a lot dumber then i thought it might be real he might actually be a magician but (laughs) but nowadays it just takes me out of it well I get that. I do. Because because the realism of it. Like no nobody's teleporting. But the Come no on. selling, like there's a kid in AEW called Hook. Mm. I don't get the appeal of him. He just no sells everything. I mean it's like okay, It's like move of the day. Yeah, you just you just take a, a, a cinder block and bash his brains in and he gets up. No, that's that's not believable. Right. Anyway, I I'll get off my soapbox. Oh please do. Um 
The next one I kind of, I, I, I cheaped out. I did. Like, it, this is four different WrestleMania matches. But it's really is a series of matches. Uh, They're all related. And they, and they are all related. So that's well, why I kind of combine them all to be one. I'm okay with, with people calling the Lord of the Rings trilogy like one movie. Right. Star so, Wars. The, Star the Wars saga. one movie. So, so this yeah. is like a saga right. in its own sense. Very, so, very good choice of words there. It's a saga. So the, the Undertaker under, saga. The Undertaker has a has a winning streak going at, at this point. And we're talking about WrestleMania 25, 26, 27, and 28 here. Okay. WrestleMania 25, Shawn Michaels challenges the Undertaker against his streak in a just a great, great match. Is this one we watched at Justin's? Yes, this is the first one that we watched at Justin's. <laughs> and Hammy is laughing because there is one point in the match where Undertaker... <laughs> I can't get through so, it. So, yeah. So, the, so the spot is Undertaker is going to jump from the ring to the outside. and Is it over the ropes or through the ropes? I can't remember. But... I think it's over the I ropes. I think that Shawn Michaels was supposed to like push the cameraman to the way and escape it. And the cameraman... Like completely failed to catch Undertaker right safely, and so Undertaker quite blatantly landed on his head and neck, and his legs kicked straight up. Yeah, we thought he died. I I remember, and I pointed and it out. I shouldn't have laughed when it happened, but it was just so shocking because this is back in the day of pay per view, so it wasn't like we could. We just were at Justin's, it. yes, and it was just so shocking. That I almost blacked out from laughing, and I remember grabbing you, going, "His career's over." <laughs> and then they showed the replay of it. It was slow motion, yeah. and we all died again. Basically, I mean, I mean, it was hor- It would have been horrible. Oh, absolutely. But I just, it's sometimes some, some things happen that just make you laugh that shouldn't. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not going any further. Than Everyone that. Yeah. can relate. Yeah, I can relate. But I just remember that very vividly. So. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker tear down the house at 25. Well, they have a return match where Michaels faces the Undertaker the very next year, and you don't think it could be any better, and by gosh, it is. And this is the Shawn Michaels retirement match where he's basically going to go home, raise his kids. You know, he's done. He's done with it. Just um, like Tom Brady. <laughs> eh, I don't know. He kind of stayed away for the most part. Uh, Undertaker beats him again because you know the streak. Then Triple H says you retire my best. The very next year, Triple H says you retire my best friend. So now I want a piece of you. Triple H loses, and then the very next year, Triple H says, "Okay, I want one more shot at you." And this time, Shawn Michaels is going to be the special referee. And they go through this whole entire ordeal where Shawn Michaels is trying to screw over the Undertaker. He just can't do it, and like he reluctantly has to count three. And it's kind of a end of the era kind of thing because, you know, they all kind of embrace each other at the end of the match or whatever. A show of respect, if you yeah. will. And, again, the two with Shawn Michaels are, you know, those those both, I believe, were five-star matches as well. And the one with Triple H doesn't rank at quite as high, but, again, it's a it's a very good match. And when you take all of those and combine them and make one one really good long story out of it and saga right um you know it it works it fits and and by gosh it's just great wrestling too so yeah 
that's that's kind of my cop out was four different WrestleMania matches there. But um, between and I think I talk about this a little later, uh, uh, or we we have talked about this earlier rather. Um, oh my gosh, what did I just do? I found a dictionary <laughs> of matches. Um, we talked about this a little earlier, where the the series of WrestleMania 17, 18, and 19 is probably like the best series of, of WrestleManias ever, but 25, 26, and 27 will give it a – and if you want to try to throw 28 in there, it will give it its, its run for the money just based on this saga of matches for sure. Anything else? Uh, Not really. I mean, Undertaker – course for so long was undefeated at wrestlemania yeah you know they almost ended his streak at like wrestlemania 10 against john gonzalez really yeah this is a guy with 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 a bodysuit with spray on abs oh wow sounds almost as cool as the shock master <laughs> no the shock master was awesome i am the shock master i'll get you steed <laughs> St- <laughs> yeah and then the their their reaction are like I'm here I'm coming out they're like no no anybody but this guy the shockmaster <laughs> and he falls through and he falls through oh uh, you hear Ric Flair go oh god <laughs> yeah oh god uh the next one I think is kind of a personal favorite for you or at least you know a good top five match of all time uh, number general. one favorite match of all time okay all right well that's that's good to know. Um, the, the next one I have here is the Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13. Yep. Um, this is remembered for the double heel turn. This is when Bret finally goes all in heel. Austin becomes all in baby face. Um, but by the way, a lot of people will say five star match, either this or Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 were the best. Right. Both just fantastic, but this one for me, just the storytelling aspect a, a of it. A big time back and forth battle. Brett starts doing some heelish things. Austin is just kind of, you know. It was an I quit match. And it was an I quit match. and Refereed by Ken Shamrock. Right. A, a huge and swollen Ken Shamrock, with, by the way, with all the. Sleeveless referee With all the steroids in the world in his body at the time. Um, Austin wears the crimson mask, which means he's bleeding. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, Austin Austin comes in the villain. Right. Bret Hart's a good guy. During the course of the match, like you said, Bret Hart starts doing villainous things. The crowd literally turns from right. cheering for Hart to booing Hart. Yep. But that was intentional. Sure. It's intentional to to have Hart turn from face to heel, from good to bad, mm-hmm. and from Austin turn from heel to face, from mm-hmm. bad to good. And the way they did it was brilliant. You had Bret Hart, who's trying to make Austin quit, and he can't. He can't do it. So he gets more and more brutal, starts doing more heelish things. Right. And doesn't and, he do like a figure four around the ring post? Right. I think that's one of the things. And like at the at the end of it, chair out. Right. And that's where the where the crimson mask comes from, being busted open. Whatever you want to oh, call man, it. He was covered in blood. Oh, he's just dripping out. And of that him, man. that shot. So so Bret wins. Well, but Austin never says I quit. Well, right. Brett puts the sharpshooter on. Austin is looking right at the camera, and blood screaming and screaming. Just not how, like from pain, but just like just from I won't, I will not, quit. I won't quit. And then you know he does the whole I passed out because of pain. Yeah, but he never quit. 
the referee weighs off the match, gives it to gives it to uh, Brett, and then I believe he like stays in and just beats the crap out of Austin for a little bit longer. Does he not? I might be wrong on that. I can't remember exactly how that happened after that. Mayhaps. But then uh, Austin is trying to be helped up, and you know he doesn't want any help, so I believe he stuns like a referee or something right there at the end, and he's you know just just. Kind of B.A. at this point. Yeah, but oh yeah, and everyone loves him at this point because he didn't give up. He would not give up. He was getting more and more support leading up. So this is kind of the official turn from 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 bad guy to good guy for Austin. But you know, he he had been getting some support. And then I think it's right after this is when he really started his this is 13, and then a year later he wins the title from uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So this kind of starts the, that whole trend, but then d- during that next year is when like the Mr. McMahon character comes up and, you know, then, perfect. Right, and then everybody everybody wants to punch their boss in the face for the most part. So I like my boss. Well, I like mine and too. My but, boss could probably beat me up. <laughs> but, you know, he's like, you know, yeah, I work for you, but I don't respect you or, you know, you're, you know, you're a candy and I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I'm going to whip your tail and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I punch my boss, I'd, I'd probably. Well, see, it. that's the only thing. Like everybody dreams to punch their boss if they have a bad boss. Yeah. But WWE is the only time they can actually tell that story, and the person who does the yeah. punching does not get fired. Right. But he will get arrested because that has happened. Um, if I'm not mistaken, in between this time was when Austin breaks his neck, too, when Owen breaks Austin's neck. And, man, between he went, 13 he and went, 14. He had to completely change his style. Yeah, he went to this brawler style. He was, he was you know, his old character was the ringmaster. He was very yeah. technical, could do, you know, a lot of different holds and was just very good in the ring. Then he kind of had to become this brawler because he, he couldn't do that anymore. so well. Yeah. And it just, it's part of what his character was. Um, and my, my last, uh, and in, in this list, um, my last match was the, uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania five, where the mega powers explode. So we're, we talk about, uh, Hulk Hogan winning the title at WrestleMania three. Then at WrestleMania four, well, I think it was a, I think it was the first SummerSlam. I think there was a, there was a crappy thing that happened where the referees counted three, maybe, maybe the Saturday night main event. Is that where they had the double, the double referees, the twin referees? I'm not sure. I I can't remember the whole setup, but at WrestleMania four, they had a tournament. The Macho Man won the title on a vacated title in the tournament against the Million Dollar Man. Well, you go from WrestleMania 4 to WrestleMania 5. They took a whole entire year to tell this story of Hogan had Hogan had the title, Macho Man had the title, and then Macho Man starts getting jealous because he thinks he, that Hogan is starting to move in on his on his wife or his girlfriend at the time or Miss whatever Elizabeth. it is, Miss Elizabeth. So then Macho Man gets mad at Hogan, and then all of a sudden, you know, during that time they form this tag team. They're like the world's best tag team called the Mega Powers. And then, you know, you have this whole thing of the mega top mega powers explode and they face off at WrestleMania. So it's Savage versus Hogan at WrestleMania five. And it's just that like, like we were talking about earlier, that long storytelling, that yeah. soap opera storytelling, just, and you're invested. Oh my goodness. It was so good. But because even after, Savage, because even after this, you go to WrestleMania six, 
with Hogan the Warrior. Uh, uh, Savage is with. Hogan. Is that when Hogan comes out and helps him? Hogan comes out, helps him in four, helps him win the title. Well, there was one time when he got jumped or something, and Hogan came out and saved him. That made up. I don't remember that. I do remember that he left Miss Elizabeth. I think it was at seven, and he he had that whole Macho King Randy Savage and Sherry Martell was with him, and Miss mm, Elizabeth was in the ages. crowd and jumped. It was right before the Dark Ages. Yeah, but I love me some Savage. He he was he was very good. That whole raspy voice thing, man. You talk about a character that just lit a person that lived the character. That was, his interviews with Mean Gene Okerlund are amazing. Cream to the top. Cream always rises to the top. <laughs> so that's ten. It's technically thirteen, I guess, if you count all three of the or all four of the Undertaker matches. I was talking about. We won't about, get technical. But, um, it's gonna be like Austin be a brawler. So I've got some others that we'll mention here on the back side. But what were completely what were some it. of yours? You completely missed it. What? Oh, would you say? Z? Yeah. Okay. No, say it again. Right. You, you can hear it on playback. Oh, so I'll, we won't get technical. Be a brawler like Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Sorry, I missed that on the first go around. Mm-hmm. That's all right. It's, it's hurt my feet. Okay. Um, any others that that we need to talk on real quick? Um. Yeah, a couple of matches I really like. One, one, I don't know if I'd so much say the match, even though it was good, but the spot. And it was Randy Orton and Seth Rollins mm-hmm. when it was the uh, curb stomp countered with an RKO. Oh, yeah. Which was amazing. Still, even that, even though this latest one, the Chad Gable moonsault. Right. Or the Evanborn shooting star. Right. Both those countered with the RKO. Mm-hmm. Those are the three best easily. But there's something about this one with Seth Rollins and Randy Orton. I'm also a fan of uh, Kofi Mania a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And Kofi finally won the title from right. Daniel Bryan. Uh, well, Daniel Bryan had a big WrestleMania win. Yeah, WrestleMania 30 where he had to face Triple H and Batista. Batista, right. Uh, I'm also a fan of last year's WrestleMania. Between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. That was a good match. I thought they which, did very well. I'm that. a fan of both of theirs, but I'm, I'm re- a really big fan of Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's entertaining. That, that was a good match. Um, But other than that, I mean, you and I kind of have the same favorites. Okay. All right. For the most part. Well, I mean, there's 38 WrestleManias. You could pick one, you know, pick the best match out of all of them and then put those matches in the top 10. You know, it kind of. Right. It's kind of. And like I said, I basically got. 23 years so um yeah, you've got another 10 right I, I really do have another 10 right here uh and, and one that's not on here that i do want to talk about because i think it's the remaining you were talking about with with uh, seth rollins and randy orton something else happened at that wrestlemania that was really cool and that was the sting versus triple h match if i'm not mistaken is that the same wrestlemania i think so uh i thought that was a cool moment it's very throwback where DX comes out to help Triple H and the NWO comes out to help Sting and you've got like the whole nineties attitude era kind of going at it. Everybody's in the ring kind of mm-hmm. fighting it off. That was a that was kind of a cool moment. Um not a favorite, but just a cool moment. So uh some others that I did not mention that didn't quite make my my um favorites, I guess. Uh this is my honorable mentions list uh from earlier. Uh I've got Savage versus Steamboat at WrestleMania three. Yeah, great match. 100%. Uh, and, and this was uh, a very, and I, I think 
I think I auto-corrected somewhere there because I did all this on my phone. Uh, this is a very um, booked match where they knew, like, you go back and listen to some of the stories of this match. Savage had, like, over 100 different spots. Yeah. All in order. And he and he and Steamboat would practice what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And they had they all they did all their spots did all their all their high high stakes. If I'm not mistaken, this is uh, where is this where Macho Man hit Steamboat in the uh, in the gullet with the ring bell and crushed his throat, and he was you know almost gonna die. Like it's really good storytelling for for what they were doing. Um, and then at the very end, you know what wins it? A small package. <laughs> like, like to me, that's like really good wrestling. I don't know why, because everybody's like, oh, let me hit my finish move and then I'll pin you and that'll be the end of the match. Well, that's, that's fine. But sometimes you just need something like a small package inside cradle, you know? Yeah. Um, the next one here is, uh, Brett versus Sean at WrestleMania 12. This is the first ever, uh, 60 minute Ironman match. And this is where Shawn Michaels wins his first, uh, title. So uh, who, how many pins did they get a piece? Do you remember? Because Iron Man is who has the most pins. Yeah, because this one went to overtime. I want to say that. I want to say it was tied at two to two, and then Gorilla Monsoon made it made there be overtime. It like went another minute or something, and then Shawn Michaels got it. Okay, it's just a sudden death kind of thing. So. Uh, the aforementioned Rus- uh, championship tournament, WrestleMania four, where it ended with Savage defeating Macho Man, uh, Macho Man, defeating Million Dollar Man. Yeah. Uh, and then that's what, um, uh, set up the mega powers exploding. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, you know, I kind of put this in there because it's a great match, but I also put it in there cause it's a razor Ramon. You know, we lost him just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, he's, he's had his demons battled those, I always liked Scott Hall uh, in the NWO. That whole—I mean, he was—he was the catalyst that made all that go. He was the one that first showed up to do the, the takeover of it, WCW. You know who and, I am, but you don't know why I'm here, right? Uh, even though he still taught like Razor. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is the Razor versus Sean at WrestleMania 10, the ladder match. Um, so, can you explain to me why there were two Intercontinental titles? Sean left. Uh, left. I think this is maybe when I can't remember if he actually lost his smile, but he left as the intercontinental champion and razor. They crowned him as intercontinental champion, even though Sean never lost it. And then when Sean came back, they just made it champion for champion and whoever won would be the real intercontinental champion. Okay. Um, the next one here is Flair versus Michaels at, uh, WrestleMania 14. That's not right. Yeah, I was thinking it's a lot later. It's twenty four. Okay, it's twenty four. I missed an X there. My mm. bad. Stupid mm-hmm. Roman numerals. Um, yeah, watch more Rocky movies. <laughs> Rocky two plus Rocky five equals Rocky seven. Adrian's Revenge. <laughs> so there are three things we're good for, Clint. Yes. Uh I, I don't know the first two, but the third one's the Simpsons. <laughs> Wrestling and, and, and video games. There you go. Well, I don't and know Simpsons. about I don't know about video games, but um uh, oh, well, man, this is a video game podcast, technically. <laughs> talking about wrestling. So <laughs> the Simpsons uh, this this particular match is Flair versus Michaels at WrestleMania twenty four. This is the quote unquote Ric Flair retirement match. It's not a great match, it's just memorable because of the whole, you know. Michaels really didn't want to do it. 
uh, yeah. you know, or the storyline is he didn't want to do it. And it, to me, it lost its luster whenever Ric Flair ended up at TNA like yeah, six weeks day. later because yeah. he didn't have any money, basically. It's kind of sad, but, uh, you know, when Michael's got ready to end the match, when the match is getting ready to go home or end, uh, Michael's, you know, did the whole Sweet Chin music and looked at him and said, I'm sorry, I love you, and Sweet Chin music. Hit, hit him with his hit signature him, move. Hit him and then, you know, uh, covered and got the one, two, three, and then you know, obviously he was whispering something in his ear like, thank you. Yeah, or, you know, I appreciate you. I love you. You know, yeah, Flair was crying. Said, yeah. Um, the the next one here I got is the pre recorded matches from WrestleMania 36. Uh, you and I talked a little bit earlier about the Undertaker yep. versus the Styles match, the Boneyard match, the which, Boneyard which I match. I did like. I liked a lot. Uh, then I got the Cena versus Wyatt match on didn't here. Didn't care for and it. And the only reason I have that on there is just it's a run through of what ifs, and I thought that was pretty pretty neat in its in its own right yeah I, I wasn't a fan of it i i love the undertaker styles match and and this was when the uh uh pandemic was in full bloom this is 2020 yes this so is no the, fans right we're we gonna do for wrestlemania i knew we we're gonna have styles undertakers undertakers last match mm-hmm. it's like well we're gonna go out with, with a cinematic match right and it turned out to be really good yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought that it put it put Undertaker in a Had pretty a great good light. meme came out of it. Too. Yeah, and uh, the the storytelling told you know it, it it goes from high to low to high. So I mean, you're kind of on a roller coaster as it goes. It's also interesting that it was his last match, and he left as the American Badass instead of the Dead Man. Dead Man, right? Um, the next one here I have is Undertaker versus Flair at WrestleMania X Eight. Again, this is American Badass Undertaker. Um, Flair is kind of losing a little. This is right before they do the evolution gimmick, uh, or stable rather. And Flair's like really in his head. You know, he's he's older. He doesn't know if he still got it anymore. And Undertaker kind of shows him that he does. And and there's one spot that you that I've heard several stories about where uh. Ric Flair does this one spot when you, when he is thrown into a corner and he kind of falls over the top rope because his momentum takes him over. Well, he messed that up. Like he's so in his head, not wondering, not knowing if he could do this anymore. He messes that spot up. Well, instead of pan, like he's panicking and Undertaker says, Hey, calm down. Let's do a couple of moves. We'll try the move again. And they get to the point and, and Flair even says it. He says, all right, old time. Are you ready to do this now? Like, you know, let's give it another shot. And he does it. And he goes over just like he did, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. So, uh, I thought that was a very, just because of the story, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the, the next one I have here is Foley versus edge at WrestleMania 22. Was this a spear into the flame? This is table? the spear into the flaming table. Foley only had a handful of, of decent WrestleMania matches that weren't tag team matches. I almost put a chainsaw Charlie, and uh cactus jack tag team match in here versus new age outlaws but this one was a better match yeah um it was kind of the turning point for edge it put edge on the map as a main event player um and you know kind of sent foley out i don't know if it's necessarily a retirement match but it kind of sent him out um you know going forward because he actually i believe he actually wrestled as mick foley not one of the other three faces so um, given it is what it is, the next one I have is Benoit versus Angle. We all know the Benoit story for the most part. It's tragic. We hate it, but you know, the guy could wrestle. He, he, he was a yeah, really he, good wrestler. Really and was. that's that's where I'm gonna leave that one at. Um 
Angle in his prime. This was uh, WrestleMania 17. It'd probably be hard to find this footage. No, you can find it. Oh, okay. It's there. I don't know if that I don't know if that Roman numerals right though. I've got seventeen up there. It's got to be, it's got to be like been X seven. Yeah, that should have been X seven. I don't know if that's right. Uh, Wouldn't be twenty seven, would it? Actually, you know what? That might be about the right time because Benoit and Guerrero and them jump ship. Yeah, it might be. But anyway, these these two guys could go and they went and they did a great and they haven't come back yet. Well, one of them has it. Anyway, uh, and the last one I have on my honorable mention was uh, Michaels versus Angle at 21. Again, this is just – this is – Sean's just come back not too long. He's not too far removed from coming back, and he's just got this extra gear, it seems like, that he didn't have before, and he could he – could, he was just proving that he could still go here. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this is where Michaels wins, maybe. Don't hold me to that. Mayhaps. I, th- I think he wins the championship here, but I might be wrong there. So, uh, but that, that kind of does it on that part. Um, like you said, I think we kind of, kind of agreed on a lot of the matches. Yeah. We agree on the best WrestleManias too. your next thing. Yeah. I, I put on there as a bonus, you know, just in doing this research, you know, you go back and look at the cards and, and what, what the matches were on both of these cards. I had one a as WrestleMania 19 and one B as WrestleMania 17. You could switch those up and it still be the right answer, but you're not going to find two better WrestleManias than those from top to bottom. Some of them had, had, you know, really good, uh, matches here and there. Some had really good, uh, championship matches, but these two right here were just really good top to bottom. I'm hoping 38 is good. I'm hoping so. Like, you know, the, the big thing, you know, we'll address the, the, the elephant in the room here. You know, Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes was w, uh, WWE for a while, could never get over with management, really, is what it turned into. Uh, they put him in some bad spots doing the whole Stardust thing or whatever. Anyway, when his contract went, came up, he went to Japan. They kind of did this whole elite bullet club thing, and they come up to America, and he was part of the – starting up AEW and for whatever reason, he's had a fallen out with Tony Khan. His contract came up again. And the, the big rumor, well, I don't think it's a rumor. It's, it's I, verified now, right? It's basically verified, but I still, you'll believe it when you see it. Right. Anyway, Cody's supposed to be coming back to WWE. Like I said, we're a week, a little over a week out from WrestleMania. The rumor is Seth Rollins will face Cody at WrestleMania. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes down. I, I am excited about that. I would like to see that. Um, uh, I'm also, I think the match I'm looking forward to the most is probably AJ and Edge. I think that's going to be an outstanding match. Edge, obviously, on the backside of his his career, he came back a couple of years ago. He's in great shape. I'll give him that much. You know what's a little scary? What's that? He said before he wants his last match to be AJ Styles. Oh, I hate that. Maybe, maybe but you know he's he's been injured you know at the last wrestlemania he got injured and was out for a little while yeah but aj styles of course close friend of the show <laughs> very close dedicated friend. listener good friend yeah. we uh shout out to aj know we know listening. it's we know it's not fake it's scripted but we wish you all the best sir we hope you win um and that you'll be on our next list <laughs> right uh, it, well, I almost put, if it would have been a little bit better, I was almost going to put the AJ Styles versus, uh, Shinsuke match from a couple of years ago. 
Yeah. Where Shinsuke um, turned heel, turned heel on him. You know, did the low blow on him and everything. But that match just wasn't as good as some of their some of their Japan matches. Yeah. So like it, it that match got a little too WWE, if that makes sense. It does. So, um, I'm also looking forward to uh, Brock versus. I was gonna ask where are you at on that one. Because I'm pumped. They're unifying the titles. I want to see it because they're going to unify the titles. Have you seen the leak allegedly of the new title? No. It looks pretty sweet. Does it? I mean, it's still the basic big giant logo. Right. But it's going to be the world heavyweight title again. Okay. Instead of just the world title or the universal title. Okay. Well, maybe that, maybe I mean, they're having some callbacks. But, I mean, that's what AEW. I mean, I hate to say that, but that's what AEW's done. It's the AEW heavyweight title, right? Well, I mean, WWE for a long time is the world heavyweight title. Right. But don't know. That could have been false, what I saw. Me, personally, I wish they'd bring back, like, the uh, winged eagle or big eagle or big gold or something like that. I'd like to see the big gold come back. That's just me, personally. Again, we're talking about insider stuff that nobody, no casual listeners are going to know. They they changed the designs up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. Like, I won't. I want somebody besides Roman Reigns is having a great run. Brock Lesnar's on the backside of his career. I'm tired of them being the the the, the headliners for everything here. Coming yeah, up. I know what you mean. I mean Brock come is up back with something as different. a as a good guy, but if he wins, but that's it, who that's gets all it that's different. Him? Yeah, I mean that's that's the only thing that's different. You know, we were talking about earlier about how. I don't know if it was so much how bad the character of the fiend Bray Wyatt was, well, but it was, the way he was booked was yeah. They just booked themselves in a corner. They did, and I think that's what happened. And then when they did so, and he got so popular, they let him have so much creative control that he basically didn't want to lose. And then, you know, basically took his ball and went home. Well, I'll tell did. you, I'll tell you what ruined him was losing it to Goldberg. Yeah, that that, that absolutely ruined that everything. ended. That ended the fiend. But anyway. Uh, in the other matches that are going to be, well, there's a couple there. of women's matches. You've got uh, Bianca versus Becky, right? That's going to be I, th- I think that'll be a big one. But the the other one that really doesn't make any sense is uh, Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Like, I think there's money. I think you're leaving money on the table is an old term of really good match. I think you're leaving money on the table by not doing uh, Ronda versus uh, Becky. To me, that's the better match, I feel like. I don't know. Am I wrong in that? I do want to see Bianca get revenge for SummerSlam. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'd like to see Sasha come back in a bigger role. She's yeah. she's kind of floundering here lately. Um, I don't think it'll happen until after Mania, but I'd like to see um, what's that chick's name? Bailey, Bailey. Let's see Bailey come back. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready to see her return. Um, I'm trying to think of the other matches that are already booked. RK Bro is defending their tag team titles against yeah. uh, Alpha Academy and Street Profits. I think they're getting ready to turn the Street Profits um, heel. I hope not. I love the Street Profits. Yeah, I I hope not either. But it, with a heel turn, that you might also get the breakup too, and I don't want to see them break up. No. Uh, keep talking. I'm gonna try to find find the card. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm I'm drawing a blank on some of the matches. I mean, there's some that I'm. You got Pat McAfee. On. Oh yeah, Pat McAfee versus uh uh 
Austin Theory. Right. You've got, oh yeah, the Mysterios versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Eh. Eh. Sami got- Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Eh. eh. That, that that to me is hey we're doing two nights let's fill the card up with some stuff yeah how do you feel about the two night format this will be their third two night wrestlemania i get it it allows more so here's the thing wrestlemania is the is the biggest show they do every year and it's also the biggest payday because it gets the most eyes um especially now with the fans are back and stuff you you know you get the most from a from a house gate um you extend it to two nights, you you double everything. So, I mean, it's more money. And, w- and what they're doing is trying to make the most of it. You know, WrestleMania has kind of become like the Super Bowl where, or even the SEC Championship for yeah. us. You know, they got a fan day or fan week. You know, they usually do the Hall of Fame during this time, which it's uh, Taker, Undertaker. Vader, and Charmel, I think. Booker really? T's wife. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't, I thought he was going in by himself. I, I was hoping that he would. To me, it made more sense, but I don't know. I think the Hall of Fame's kind of becoming a little bit of a joke. You like, know, there's some legit people, but there's some that just they don't have a tag team going in this year, not yet anyway, as of recording. Well, and they don't have a manager kind of person going in just yet. Go, going going back to the two night thing, that's that's what New Japan has done with Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, but the thing with that is, it was always you had like basically a final four on night one, and then for the title and not to. So it, right. it, it, it was like a tournament kind of deal. Yeah. It wasn't different people, both nights. It right. Was well, going, going back to what I was saying was this biggest payday. And it, for you to get a piece of that cake, you have to be on the card on, on the show itself. You get a lot of people that don't get to get on the car because you can only fit so much wrestling in that time. Well, instead of having one, you know, six, seven, eight hour show, they split up two four-hour shows or two three-hour shows, whichever way it is now. Yeah, because WrestleMania get, was getting long. It was getting way long. But now you you split it up. You get more people on. People get a little bit more for their money, I guess. Like, if you go to the show, do you have to buy two tickets? Or does your one ticket get you in for both nights? Or I, I don't know how that works now. No clue. So um, so we watched it both nights. <laughs> do dogs pee on brick walls? I don't know. Well, I assume that answer is yes. So the, the answer to your question is yes. Uh, we will be watching it both nights. Excellent. Um, the other thing that we haven't really talked about is Kevin Owens versus presumably uh, Stone, Stone Cold, Cold yeah. Steve Austin. So I, I don't know. About that. I don't know if Austin is making his in ring return. If this is just a one off because they're in Texas. If this is going to be Austin shows up, stuns everybody, and goes home, or or what? But where are you at twenty years later on the Stone Cold character? He's still great. I don't care for it. Really? I don't care for the whole let's I mean, show up and drink beer and, and well, stun he's obviously and go home. He's obviously evolved since then, but he's kind of stayed in character. Right. As you start to, as he's kind of merged his actual personality with Stone Cold, because right. you, you watch some interviews with him, like his show, mm-hmm. Broken Skull Sessions, or when he was on Hot Ones. Right. And he is just fun to watch. I'm not saying he's to. not fun to watch, but in the ring, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of the character. Like I can go back and watch it. Like man, that was great because he did this and this. But when he got to that backside of my career or end of my career, and I just show up, I stun two people, and I drink beer, and everybody, you know, the crowd goes wild. It's old. 
it's old. I'm tired of it. I don't I don't care for it anymore. Really? I don't. It'd be good to see because his last match was a loss to the Rock in Texas. Yeah, at, at 18 or 19. 19. Cuz 17 was the heel turn, right? Yeah. Where where he and the Rock went at it. There was a, that was in that was in Houston. That that one was it was in Houston. Um Austin joins first forces with McMahon. And I and I was listening to um something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, his podcast on that. And they said that in hindsight, it was very confusing for the live audience because they didn't know if if Austin turned heel or if McMahon <laughs> turned to face <laughs> because he was shaking hands with Austin, you know, helping him beat the rock. Yeah. So, I, I agree. I, I was not a fan of that hill turn. I don't think anybody no, I'm, was. I'm, and the fact I'm excited that I don't think see. the fans really accepted it. Either, I, I'm so. excited to see uh, Austin return, even if it's just a one-off. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to it's see a swan how song. they go with it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, but I think that's about covers it. For I think so. I was trying to find the uh, the card. rest of the card. Yeah. Edge and AJ again. Yeah. Do, do, do. Why can you not just find a list of, hey, here's what's going to be on the card? Because they want you to click through all their pages. But <sighs> it's all right. I think we covered the main ones. Charlotte, Charlotte Ronda, Becky, Bianca, uh, Steve Austin, Kevin Owen, AJ, and Edge, the Mysterios versus The Miz and Logan Paul, McIntyre versus Corbin. I didn't even know about that one. My gosh, that will be a good one. Uh, Cause I'm a big Corbin guy. Like he, he I, I like me some yeah. Corbin. I don't like the fact they call him Happy Corbin though. They should have stayed with Poor Corbin. I don't like yeah. that. Uh, the Usos versus Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. Didn't even know that was a who's match. Rick Boogs. I uh, will have to tune in to find out. He's not the guy that injured Big E, is he? No, that was uh, Ridge Holland. Uh, Sunday so far, Lesnar versus Reigns, Knoxville versus Sane, RK Bros, Street Profits, and Alpha Academy. Uh, then the women's tag team championship three way, it looks like, and then McAfee versus Austin Theory. Yeah, and see, I mean, look, look who's not on there. The the uh intercontinental champion is on there, Ricochet. Yeah, that's crazy. They'll the, probably be the, the U.S. champion Finn Balor's on. They'll probably be pre-show, and that's crazy because you're taking some really good talent, and that, that's why I don't like the celebrity matches. Yeah, they take away. You're right, they do. Not not a fan. And and here's the thing too, like the two championship women. I'm probably gonna get in trouble for this. One. The two championship women matches are legitimately. I feel like legit they need to be on that car because they're going to be good. Yeah. I don't think that women's tag team match needs to be there. I don't even know who the women's tag team Z- are. Zelina but Vega to be fair, and Carmella. To be fair, I don't know who the men's tag team champions are. They're just not featured. RK Bro. They are? Yeah. I thought they'd lost it. They did and won it back. Oh, my goodness. See, I don't I don't, I don't know. Tag- but they're, they're the raw tag team champions in the Usos. Usos versus Shinsuke and Rick Boogs, whoever the crap that is. Shinsuke's tag team partner. <laughs> I love you for that. Uh, but, yeah, and then, this, of course, the Seth Rollins-Cody Rhodes match. Apparently a secret. What are you going to do if it'll be? It'll both? have to be announced this week. It, it'll have to be. What are you going to do if we go through both nights? 
and it doesn't happen and like Cody Rhodes actually didn't sign with WWE. Here's the thing, the um the the Twitterverse is going crazy because every week they've teased it just a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's actually helped WWE's ratings because everybody's has. tuning in trying to say, okay, is this the night? Is this you know, the other week they were in Jacksonville. We're like, okay, well, that's where AEW So I doubt they announce it. I, I bet they're going to make people watch WrestleMania. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they how they portray it. If they're sure. going to announce it, it's going to be Monday. It would have to. Well, maybe Friday. But at Seth's Smackdown. on Monday. Well, that's true. That's very true. Hot take question. Who Who is the best? Who's going to end up being the best wrestler out of the Shield? Um, as much as I love what Roman Reigns has done lately, it's hard to deny how good Seth Rollins is. We have the exact same answer. Uh, I mean, I mean, Roman, Roman has really come into his own as the tribal chief, but he's, he's the typical heavyweight. He's the big guy. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins to me is this, to me is this generation Shawn Michaels in a way. People say that about everyone. That's true. He's this generation's. He's this generation. Seth Rollins. I'm gonna say that. Okay. I I really like his move set. I really like uh, his charisma. Uh, He's good as a face. He's good as a heel. Mm -hmm. Uh, He might be better as a heel. I think he is. He's a really, really good heel. But I. I, It's just fun being a bad guy, though. Yeah. Like look at look, and I I say this all the time, you know, off the podcast. Uh, look at Jericho's run in WCW when he was a white meat babyface. Like he hated that character, but then when he turned heel and he got was it Ralphus? Yeah, and <laughs> you know, a he thousand, started collecting trophies from his opponent. <laughs> then a thousand and four holes because Dean Malenko only had a thousand. Yeah, ninety percent of them were armbar. Like you, you, you just have so much more fun. You when, do when you're the heels. So. You got more range, but yeah, no. Uh, Seth Rollins, I'm, I'm a big Seth Rollins fan. Yeah, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna eventually be the best one out of the Shield. Um, um, last, last hot take. Assuming because we, like I said, we we're probably over ninety percent sure that Cody is at least signed with WWE. Whether or not he's gonna be at WrestleMania or not, I don't know, but. How much longer before more people start showing back up to WWE or wanting to re-sign with WWE, assuming they'll have them? Uh, I think, for one thing, I know a lot of contracts are coming up and AEW signing a ton of people. Um, you know, they're signing some big people, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. I'm, I'm still going to call him Daniel Bryan. And, and others. <laughs> but now now both, they got both the Hardys, which they've somehow got their music. I think that's an independent, oh, yeah, I and think you just so. pay for the rights for it. But um, they, they've, I think some of the contracts are running out. I know some people have already left, but I think a lot of it depends on how Cody does. If he gets relegated to the... Uh, if he gets stinged, or if he gets yeah. Booker T'd. If he then... gets buried, if he gets down to the undercard or the midcard. Right. Which he, he's But here's the thing, proven... if he can't go, if he can't talk... He can though. He's proven that. Well, he can, but I mean, but everything's then, scripted nowadays. Yeah, if too, they put so. limits on. Now, some of them don't have limits. Uh, I know Seth Rollins gets to talk freely. See, that's that. That to me is what's going to be the downfall of WWE to an extent. Is 
you've got these guys that have come out and a perfect example in my opinion is mfj mjf mjf whatever <laughs> he is probably the best and i'm using quotes here homegrown AEW talent that they've got and when his contract comes due he can flirt with wwe all he wants but if he knows what's best for him he won't go you ready for my hot take because you don't like him he's overrated okay I think he's got the potential. I think he's a good talker. He's a good bad guy. I think he talks too much crap. And I, a I, lot I of his crap with a capital a, S. A lot of his talking is basically middle school insults. Robbie Talent. <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> Robbie could talk better than MJ. <laughs> well, but it works. But at the same time, so does, you know, apparently putting your putting your hands in your pocket and kicking people. I know that's going to get a rile out of you. Oh, gosh. AEWs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like it. I, I'm not I'm not a huge, huge fan uh, myself. But, I know. I know. But Cousin, I, I'm Cousin out Trent's of, a fan. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm, a, I'm, I'm out on WWE right now. The, the product WWE is not very good, but the they both need a lot of improvement yeah we we got a long way to go before we get back to the money not war kind of stuff that will never be there again i will see i i'm holding out hope assuming AEW makes it that long because right. you know like i said when wrestling was so big in the 80s they were comic book characters right and now they're just dudes right with twitter accounts who break kayfabe constantly uh, uh, yes and that's the other thing too like you know you're gonna take so John Cena has been this guy that's done 6 million make, and I'm using that just being funny, but seriously, he's done a ton of make a wish, uh, foundation stuff with the kids. Yeah. And the guy that was kind of taken over that was been Roman Reigns. Well, now he's the bad guy, but he's still doing the make a wish stuff. So it's like, I'm a bad guy on TV, but in real life, I'm a good guy kind of thing. You know, what would be kind of funny, but also kind of wrong. You know, we've talked a lot about the Peyton Manning SNL skit where he's mean to the kids. <laughs> if they did like a Roman Reigns make a wish, he shows up at some kid's house and just like spears him, spears, spears him through a wall. You remember the old Sprite commercial with Sting where he yes. showed up and beat up the kids? Yes. If they did that, they, which they can't anymore. Sting? They can't do it anymore. No. Ice-T just had a great dad joke on Twitter and got ripped apart for it. Did, it? did he get ripped apart yeah, for he that? did. That's funny. So the joke was... I got robbed at a gas station in New Jersey. Called the uh, cops. They responded very quickly. Yeah. They called me down and asked if I knew who did it. I said, yeah, it was pump number nine. <laughs> people got mad at him. Like, it's not funny for people that have actually been through robberies. Yeah. Which but, you had a lot of people respond. like, I've been robbed before, and I thought it was hilarious. Right. But, you know, coming from, from Ice-T, I mean, and I know he's on SVU, but, you know, you got this anti-police thing going on, too. Where Yeah, there are people who think that's the most controversial thing Ice-T's ever said. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, but. I think we're rambling. We, we're rambling. We're at an hour and a half. Oh, my gosh. Also. Are we really? Yeah, we are. Well, guys, if you liked our list, let us know. If you hate our list, let us know. If you want to make a revision to our list, let us know. The key point of this is just let us know. Stay tuned to all of our um, social medias for the, what's the thing? The bracket. Yep. Um, and then of course, you know, let us know what you thought of, of the list or what your favorite matches are. I'm sure we'll hear from, from cousin Jeremy. I'm sure we'll hear from probably Jeff. Yeah. Um, 
Trent. Probably Trent. From Trent. Reese, hit us up on Instagram again. Let us know what, what, what your thoughts on this um, are. And Canadian Bacon, we're still waiting on you. We haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. Let us know. Nick, let us know if you want to show up and watch WrestleMania with us. Nick's not going to show up. Nick doesn't like wrestling and he doesn't like spaghetti. Why are we friends with him? Well, yeah, how, how are we associated with him again? You know, you know what I should have done. I should have. We should have called David Murphy and should have got his hot take on WrestleMania and seen what he said. Is he a wrestling fan? He's a he's an older wrestling fan. Okay. So anyway, until next time. That's one more for the bad guys. <laughs> Thank you.